why are we refusing to accept Yeezys or things linked with anti-Semitism mm. when fast fashion brands exist mm. and they are very intrinsically linked with child labour, forced labour, mm. unethical labour practices in general mm. and environmental damage, things like that. Hi, Benji here. I'm Ollie. And you're listening to TikToks, the podcast where we unpack TikTok's hottest trending topics. From pop culture to social issues, we'll be stripping back the layers, helping you understand what's going down on the For You page, and saying how we feel about it. Whether it's Couch Guy, Berries and Cream, or Kate Bush's latest banger, nothing is off limits. Tune in every week for your dose of TikToks. All right, cool. Episode six. That's like halfway to a hundred. What? <laughs> I'm gay. I can't do that. <laughs> halfway to a dozen. Halfway to a dozen. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Okay. How are you feeling since we last recorded episode five? Now they know that we record two in a row. Yes. Oh, yes. that was an emotional <laughs> one. I think I could just speak on that for hours. And yeah. I probably do in my spare time. I'll have these kind of debates with my friends for a solid three hours. Yeah. So if you're just joining the podcast at episode six, definitely check out episode five, where we talk about queer baiting and people being forced out of the closet. It was quite an intense, but, but interesting one. Yes. I think I really appreciate the fact that as, as TikTokers, people are so used to having to fit something into like one minute, mm. three minutes max, maybe uh, having the space to just really get into detail yeah. about stuff and yeah. unpack issues, I think, in with the kind of, the detail and the nuance they deserve. Yeah. So yeah, I really appreciate it. And I hope you appreciate it as well in terms of it being good content. <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> Let us know if not. <laughs> but episode six. Yes, okay, So cool. the first thing I want to talk to you about, Benji. All right. Is the recent yay comments, formerly Kanye West. There's been yay comments? <laughs> there have been yay been... comments. Um, yeah, I'm kidding. Yeah. yeah. So yay has recently been in a lot of controversy because of his anti-Semitic comments, which, let's not get it twisted, the comments were horrible. I don't think there's anyone... Well, there are people that are defending him, but the general consensus, and definitely our consensus, is that... One of his tweets was that he was going to go DEFCON 3 on Jewish people. And, like, just basically amplifying conspiracy theories about Jewish people being in control of the media and everything sort of surrounding that. The classic anti-Semitic tropes yeah. of power and control and things like that. But I want to talk about something more... I think that's, like... There's nothing to talk about there. We're both in agreement that that was awful. Yeah, 100%. So uncalled for. And all backlash repercussions he's getting from it are deserved and more. Yeah. Yeah, completely awful. And people have been bringing up his mental health mm. and the fact he was diagnosed with bipolar disorder in, I think, 2016. But mental health isn't an excuse. Can maybe, it can maybe provide a why. Yeah. But it's not a defence. Yeah. And we're going to move on from that topic. So what I want to talk about is the kind of the corporate response mm -hmm. to Ye's actions. Yeah. So the, the big one, obviously, being the Adidas cut ties. I mean, loads of brands that he had partnerships with or collaborations with have cut ties and denounced it. And there was 
criticism of Adidas for taking two weeks to completely sever ties and, and denounce him and release a public statement about it. People saying that they should have acted sooner. But something that stuck out to me mm-hmm. was that Goodwill put out a statement saying that they would no longer be accepting Yeezys mm. or anything from Ye's clothing line. Mm. And I find that weird because anti-Semitism is terrible. I mean, I'm ethnically, well, and technically religiously Jewish, and I won't claim to have experienced a lot of anti-Semitism in my life. And so I don't think I can speak on how bad it is. But what I would say is, why are we refusing to accept Yeezys or things linked with anti-Semitism when fast fashion brands exist Mm. and they are very intrinsically linked with child labour, forced labour, unethical labour practices in general, Mm. and environmental damage, things like that. So I I kind of, I get, I see what you're getting at in terms of it's a double standard. It's a contradiction, I guess, Mm -hmm. in terms of if you're saying that we are no longer accepting these Yeezys for moral reasons, then therefore there are more reasons why you shouldn't be accepting clothes from, I don't know, insert fast fashion brand here. But at the same time, I think that ultimately Goodwill is a thrift shop, right? Charity shop. Right. You donate clothes mm -hmm. and then they sell them and the profits go to charity. So it's in their best interest to have as many clothes as possible or people donating or, you know, to use as many of the clothes that are donated as possible. Yeah. And I think it's unrealistic in the current current state of the world that we live in to expect them to be turning away all fast fashion goods considering how prevalent fast fashion is. However, it's Mm. very, it's a lot easier for one of a better word to say we are no longer accepting Yeezys or you know yay apparel so that's interesting then because Mm -hmm. the conclusion is that if both things are of equal moral badness okay then because one of them is bad on such a larger scale yeah we can accept it Whereas the smaller scale, equally morally bad thing, we have the ability to say no. That's weird, right? But, but then, so do you think there are so many examples of that? No. Well, I mean, I can't think of any. I'm sure you have some. Tell me. So, the climate crisis? Yeah. The fact that the influence of the climate crisis is so pervasive in most of our lives at this point, but almost to the extent that we are able to ignore it, unless it directly affects our life. Right. And for example, he was 20 odd degrees in London last week and suddenly global warming was trending on Twitter. Yeah. And people were talking about how it's so unrealistically hot. But now the weather's cooled down again, is it still trending? Certain things will happen and directly affect us as individuals and then we'll start speaking about it. But when it doesn't affect us, it's crickets. And I would argue, there's many reasons why that happens, but I would argue that one of them is that when things are, you know, everywhere and all the time, we become desensitized and we become disinterested unless something happens that means that it acutely affects us. However, in contrast, if there's something that is a very one-time issue, we're able to engage with it a bit more, especially if it's like a fresh thing. Another example of that, would you not say, is things like wars. 
like for example, the war on Ukraine, I would argue that that's an, an example of something which was initially on everyone's mind. Yeah. And then as it's gone on and continued, has become less so. And I'm not saying that in a judgmental way. I'm just saying that that's just a matter of fact. To me, when things are kind of singular issues and they have a certain time frame, at least in our minds, we're able to engage in them a bit more. It feels like we're able to grapple with it in an easier way. So I think maybe I would agree with where you're coming from, but come at it at a different perspective. So with the climate is the inability to do something or the something being too indispensable for you to do something. Mm. So people will switch to oat milk or sort of they'll denounce like a particular product or a particular brand for being particularly uneco-friendly, but then they'll go and take planes because it conveniences them and there's no other way to get to their holiday destination. Mm. So maybe then morality is only in question when it's on a small enough scale for us to do something about it. Yeah, Because then you can feel as though you're doing something good Mm. without actually having to own up and face the reality that it's on such a small scale Mm. compared to the nature of the bad that's happening. And so in the same way, it's too hard to do away with all of fast fashion, Mm. but you can just say, oh no, to Yeezys, to one brand. Yeah. But I would say that that is very understandable. And I would say that ultimately, that's just the way things work. Mm. And part of why that also happens is because how we conduct ourselves is based on how we think people are going to perceive us. We need more altruism in the world, but unfortunately not all of us are 100% altruistically motivated at all times. It's something that I talk about in my book, Hope This Helps, <laughs> out February 2nd, and pre-order it's at Amazon and Waterstones now. I talk in depth about what I think is the difference between being kind and being nice. And I would say that being not kind is more about, it's more of an altruistic thing it's more about doing the right thing because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. And being nice is more about wanting to do something because you're going to be perceived in a positive light. Yeah. And so therefore, when it comes to goodwill, I would say the act of removing Yeezys from the store is the right thing to do. But I'd also say that a partial driver of them doing that is like the social response. It's wanting to not be perceived in a certain light. It's, it's not wanting to be the, the one store that hasn't denounced yay. Yeah. You know, from like a, I guess from like a PR perspective. But when it comes to stuff like the climate, when it comes to um, fast fashion, yeah, you know, some people, they would get a, a positive response to them refusing to accept fast fashion. But the payoff wouldn't be as great compared to how much it would disadvantage them in terms of the, their company. And ultimately the, the payoff, yeah, it just wouldn't be as great. Uh, and so I think that also does factor into it, which sounds like a really cold-hearted thing to say, but I think it just does, there's, there's weight to that. Yeah, but that then, and that's kind of why it doesn't sit easy with me, mm. because it's the hypocrisy of, mm. of jumping on the bandwagon, mm. of denouncing the anti-Semitism, as you should, but then all the while you're just letting child labour go under the radar. But, okay... The thing is, though, I have an issue, though, with, with that sure. as an argument. Okay. okay. It's giving what about them? I can't lie. Okay. 
It's giving whataboutism. So uh, whataboutism is essentially when in a discussion, mm. someone tries to refute someone's argument by bringing up another issue, which means that they can just effectively not address that person's argument. So for example, I, I, I might be like, oh, you stepped on my shoe. And what about him would be saying to me, oh, well, what about that time last week when you stepped on my shoe? You haven't addressed how you stepped on my shoe in the moment. Respond to that. But I would argue that this isn't whataboutism because I specifically framed the argument in mm. the sense of I am uneasy about the fact that they can just turn a blind eye to child labour mm. and it's hypocritical to to pick and choose their fights. But That's my problem. Like, I mm. want them to address the Kanye thing. Yes. But I also want them to be addressing the fact that uh, Mike, I'm not criticizing them for addressing it. Yeah. I'm criticizing them for oh, not addressing point. the. Good point. So I don't, yeah. Good point. As in, it may, it'd be more of an actual Baltism if you were trying to say they shouldn't stop yeah. taking Yeezys. I get what you're saying. It, yeah. yeah. But I guess what I was trying to get at is that ultimately they're doing this good, correct thing, mm. right? And then you're saying, well, okay. Sure, but then what about all these other things that you're not doing? And to me, whilst even if what you're saying is right, I don't necessarily think that it's the most productive thing to do, if that makes sense. In the sense that, like, to use another kind of an analogy, I guess, another example, if someone has decided to donate an hour of one weekend to help out at a homeless shelter... Yeah. And then you go, that's great, but what about the fact that you work at a corporation that exploits migrants? Because whilst you are correct, they shouldn't be working for a company that exploits migrants. Mm. At the same time, they are still going out their way to try and do a positive thing. And that line of, of argument, it's not really encouraging in any way. You know? But I think that then we risk falling prey to posturing. Mm. Like, you wouldn't say the same thing of pride washing, right? If a company in Pride Month decides to support the gays, mm. you wouldn't be like, well, we can't then criticise the fact that the rest of the year they don't, because at least they're doing something good. That's a good point. But what I would say, and I do say, is that when companies do pride wash, that in itself can hold some form of positive value it's just not enough yeah and when you consider the benefits they're getting from doing that it becomes exploitative and so the thing is that the, the conversation should be okay great that you've done the bare minimum here now let's do some more so i guess how i would use that lens to rephrase what you're saying how the good role would be to say okay yeah great that you've done this okay, now let's consider doing this, right? But not necessarily, oh, well, why have we done that when you haven't done that? That's hypocritical. Which is how I'm taking your argument. Okay. I mean, I think it's still hy hypocritical, but I agree with you that that's the way to, to frame yeah. the goodwill. Like, great that you've done, that you've denounced anti-Semitism, mm. but maybe let's do some more and denounce child labour. 
Exactly. People, you know, I could bring it back to the, the Black Square thing. In 2020, when there was Blackout Tuesday, and what that was meant to be was people, um, businesses closing and people stopping their day and using it to consider how they can play their part in fighting for racial justice, right, mm. essentially. And the way to get the message around about the day was to post a black square. But it was meant to inform people that the day was happening. It wasn't in itself meant to be a gesture of right. like, allyship or activism. And yet people were taking it that way, posting their black square and some resources and calling it a day. I think posting, the people who just posted the square and maybe like did one of those cards on the IG story and then went about their day, that in itself is not an anti-racist act. You have not done anything really positive. However, I don't think it's necessarily productive to denounce such people for doing that. What the conversation should be is that, oh, you did that. Do you realise that that is not enough? You should have been doing more. And also, I think an issue that I also had with some of the rhetoric around that was that people were automatically assuming that everyone who posted a black square or most people who did it also did nothing else. Yeah. But actually, you don't necessarily know that people weren't posting a black square and then having a conversation with their, their family about how they can do anti-racist work in their community and they shouldn't post about it. And so I think... Basically, what I'm trying to say is that whilst things like virtue signaling, posturing, essentially people pretending to do good work when actually doing nothing is a thing. And it is harmful in the sense that it means that the, the work that needs to be done is not getting done. And people are arguably getting the social benefits as if they've done the work. Yeah. But if we actually want to drive positive change and want to achieve progress, the way we do that is not necessarily by denouncing such individuals, but it's by making them aware yeah. and providing avenues or directing them towards ways or just even just letting them know periods that we need them to do more. Yeah. So basically it comes down to positive reinforcement rather than negative reinforcement. Instead of telling the man, okay, you did an hour of charity work on a Saturday, but you're still a bad person because you work for a company that, you know, screws over migrants or mm. whatever the example was, you should say, the hour that you've done is great. Could we maybe do some more? Yeah. What other areas? How could you have more positive influence on the world and other areas of your life? Yeah. Rather than making them feel bad for not doing enough. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I would say, you know, to be kind, you don't have to be nice. Okay. So you can be direct. I'm not saying that you necessarily have to cater to someone's feelings and be super soft and, and gentle about it. You can be upfront, but it's more about thinking about... Because I think a lot of times people centre their own ego when they're having these conversations. Mm and the fact that and the great things that they're doing almost as if denouncing others is like a positive act in itself it's them doing the work you see this a lot on TikTok where you get people who will call out other people on TikTok for saying things that are problematic and the thing is that is great and all good but it often doesn't go any further than that they point the finger they say you bad for doing XYZ and do better and then they get the reposts and the likes and they get the followers and nothing else happens. Then they call yeah. out somebody else the next week and then they call out somebody else the next week. And it's just back and forth on the internet. 
and nothing positive change has been achieved. A lot of times I'll see that happen and they haven't even informed the person what they should be doing better. Even just being like, hey, you should look up some resources on XYZ or even being like, this is the issue. Mm. It would just be, you're racist. Okay. And to me, that's centering you in the situation rather than centering the work. And no one owes anyone education. No one owes anyone the work. But if you're gonna do the work, make sure you decenter yourself first. Make sure you don't go into it thinking, okay, what can I best gain from it? Or how can I make this person realize that I'm the better person? Think about how I can make sure that they best gain from the situation. How can I make them a better person from this interaction, mm. right? And sometimes what that may mean is that you do go, okay, yeah, I personally, in my head, really hate the fact that that person just, I don't know, posted a black square and just like went about their business. But if I'm going to have this conversation with them, I need to make sure that they're aware of why they shouldn't have done that and hopefully come out of it thinking about ways that they can do better and do more. I think in general, we should be doing more of that when we are having this conversation. I feel like I went on a bit of a rant there, but no. <laughs> I, mean, I feel very strongly about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I'm not sure that changes my feeling of goodwill. There is a very big problem of fast fashion mm. that they're, they're not addressing. Mm. They're continuing to accept something else problematic. Mm. Do you know what territory we're now leaning now, though? is like capitalism. They still need to operate though. They're still like an organization, right? Yeah, they'll be able to do less useful charity work right. if they don't accept fast fashion. Right. Because fast fashion is like every other piece of clothing. I mean, it's more, but, and, but mm. and so I understand that. But also I would add mm. that just because they're a charity doesn't mean they're not making money. I'm sure they still have a CEO, they have a board of directors. There are people who are still getting paid. Who work at a charity. Yeah, but do they make a lot? Like, a lot of the yeah. CEO a lot. is being paid a lot of money. A lot of charity, yeah. No. Yeah. That's bad. Yeah. I won't name names, but... Google is free. Yeah. Mm. A lot of big charities are making big money. But then that, I think that kind of supports my point of you're just... You're choosing which causes you want to support because that's gonna be beneficial for you. Yeah. And that's why it's uneasy for me that they're refusing donations of anti-Semitic mm. linked products, but they're happy to take products linked with child slavery. My bills need to be paid. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, no, I, I agree. Honestly, I, I agree with the sentiment of what you're saying 100%. Yeah. I think that is just like outlining the reality yeah. of the situation. Yeah. And again, I think going back to what I was saying about how the conversation should be had, it should be like, okay, Great, this is happening, let's do more. Mm. Like even, and I know we said we're not gonna unpack too much, to, you know, what Kanye said and stuff, but a lot of the discourse that I saw on my Twitter feed from black people was saying that he's done a lot of harm to the black community, he said a lot of anti-black things before, and no one cut ties yeah. to this extent then. Yeah. Why has that happened? Now, I'm not gonna comment as to whether that people should have or should or shouldn't have, as a whole can of worms. But even if they should have, the fact that they have now is something we should just be appreciating. But in this moment, I don't necessarily see how it's productive to be like, wow, okay, this should have happened ages ago. It's like, great, it's happening now. Now let's do more, you know? I kind of 
agree depending on how far you're taking that because mm. i don't think we should forget that they didn't do the right thing at the right time mm. they decided to do it later mm. in the hypothetical just because they do the right thing three years later doesn't mean all previous sins are automatically True. erased True. right but yeah appreciate it in the moment don't center around oh well why didn't they do it sooner just be happy for a bit Take the win. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Let me actually, let me, let me correct myself a little bit because I wouldn't want anyone to take that as me saying that the slate should be wiped clean. Yeah. If someone has finally, you know, owned up for some, to something. That is not at all. What I'm just trying to say is it's about, again, having productive conversations. And with that, I think we should maybe move on to the next topic. Cool. All right. So let's move on. I don't know if you remember from ages ago when we shot episode four or the three. You did that Am I the Arsehole? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Episode three. Uh, Am I the Arsehole is a Reddit thread where people essentially submit stories and they ask if they're the arsehole in a certain situation. And uh, people kind of rip them from Reddit and post them on like Twitter and TikTok. And yeah, it's, I found it really fun, the scenario that you played out to me yeah. and we discussed. So if you haven't seen episode or heard, sorry, episode three, then definitely go back and check that out because that was a really fun discussion. But now I have an Am I the Arsehole for you. So, Am I the Arsehole for taking back the beer I bought for a party from which I was uninvited? This happened just a few hours ago. I'm a 19 year old man and the people calling me an arsehole are 18 year old men and women. On Thursday, a person I had a major crush on, but who rejected me, messaged me out of the blue. She had never contacted me without my contacting her first. And at one point I realized she had had me blocked on social media. Mm -hmm. And so I found it odd that she was suddenly being friendly. After sending a couple of greetings, she said that she was going to have some people over and wanted to know if I would get the beer. The drinking age where we are is 19, and she and the people who were going to chill were all 18. The liquor stores in my area all card. Okay. I thought it was silly that my being a month older meant I could buy liquor and I couldn't. And so I said I would love to go. She said, thanks, I'll pick you up at seven. Wait, so the legal... Oh, sorry, Karen. Karen. So the legal age is 19. Uh, is that Canada? I don't know. I've never heard of that before. Yeah, maybe somewhere in Europe. Anyway, seven o'clock rolled around and she texted me to say she was in front of my house. I went out dressed and ready to chill with some people and she drove me to the liquor store. When we got there, I asked what beer she wanted me to get and she told me to get Budweiser. I hid my disappointment as well as I could. <laughs> Sidebar, I, I'm not a beer girly. So I enjoy most beers. I mean, I know that the Foster's isn't meant to be great, but I'll still have it if it's like there. I mean, I don't drink, so uh, yeah, beer is disgusting to me. But people like get so into it. Yeah. I mean, they're like no judgment. Like it you... all tastes like this. <laughs> it's it's all beer to me. You know, I can tell the difference, but like, I'm not like you know. Anyway, otherwise, I thought it was fine. But okay, so where was I? So yes, I hid my disappointment as well as I could. But it was her party, so I went in and bought two cases of twenty four. I got back in the car and said, "Let's party," and she was eerily quiet. I noticed that she wasn't driving towards her neighborhood, rather back towards mine. I thought she had moved or something, but didn't want to press the issue. When she turned down my street, I finally figured it out. 
she was being purposefully vague about the invitation because she wanted me to get the beer, but she wanted a way out when she told me I wasn't actually invited. Oh my gosh. She stopped in front of my house, leaned over, kissed me on the cheek and said, thanks, in her best voice. I deadpanned her and asked when she was going to tell me I wasn't invited. She feigned surprise and said that she never intended to invite me in the first place. I sat in silence for a long awkward minute, picked up the beer and walked towards my front door. She got out of her car and frantically tried to re-invite me to the party. But I told her that what she did was the most humiliating thing that ever happened to me. I opened my front door, slammed it a bit too hard and came back to my room. Now I'm sitting here drinking absolutely unpalatable piss water. (laughs) And I had text messages from all of her friends and her asking me why I'm being such a dick. I don't think I'm the asshole for reacting the way I did, but if you haven't figured it out, I'm not amazingly amazing socially. So I'm not sure. Am I the asshole here? Nah, <laughs> of course not. Uh, that. Yeah. It kind of goes back to the sort of conversation we're having about the popular kids kind of thing. Mm. It very much feels like a scenario where the popular kids were mean. I don't see how he could be the arsehole, but maybe I can play a bit of devil's advocate. Okay. So let's add the context that perhaps he's not involving. Okay. If like she never messages him first, maybe they're like, and he's a year older. Yeah. Maybe they're not friends at school kind of thing. It's probably kind of, it could be kind of obvious that he wouldn't be invited. Yeah. It's not the most unheard of thing to be Mm. like, hey, could you, to someone that you know, could you get me alcohol for this party? Yeah. Without them being invited to that party. Let me double check the wording of what he said, because you raise a good point there. If it were a 25-year-old for a load of 18-year-olds, that 25-year-old isn't going to expect to be invited to the party. So, to be fair, in the wording of what he said, he has said, after sending a couple greetings and questions about how I've been, she said she was going to have some people over and wanted to know if I would get the beer. Yeah. And then he even says, I thought it was silly that my being a month older meant I could buy liquor and they couldn't. And so I said, I would love to go. So yeah, I, I I do get what you mean in the sense that he maybe because he fancies the girl, yeah, he likes the girl, he's read into it a bit too much. Yeah. And really all she said was, I'm having friends over, can you get the beer? Yeah. There wasn't necessarily, there may have been arguably an implied invite or maybe an invitation is the kind thing to do in that scenario but it wasn't explicit and we're lacking context of like is he friends with anyone that was going right or did he just fancy this girl he said that her and her friends were texting her yeah exactly it's not her and our friends yeah like i you wouldn't be invited to a party as like a randomer right I mean, you don't just invite random people to a party. If you're having a few friends over, you don't invite a randomer. Do you know what? I, oh, such a good point. I went into this being like, no, of course he's not the <laughs> asshole, but actually you're really changing my mind because ultimately, why would you want to go to a party where you don't know anyone and we're not friends? Yeah. If I, I yeah. asked you for a favor, why are you then assuming that there's so much more to it than what I said there was. Mm. Maybe the reason why she was so awkward in the car 
was because he turned up in his glad rags and she'd realised that she'd messed up and he was thinking he was going to the party. The only thing I would say is that you should be aware of common convention and be like, he might be expected to come to this party, so I'm going to be explicit about the fact that he is not invited. Yeah, but he says he's not that good with social skills. No. Maybe it was obvious to someone that is good with social skills from what she said, and no. she hadn't accounted for the fact that he wasn't. That is... Yeah, that that's true. That's true, because I would say that I couldn't even tell when I'm getting a pity invite. Even in scenarios where I have been invited out of obligation, I can tell that yeah. that's what's happening. Yeah. And so I therefore move accordingly. And so I could definitely see how if you're someone who maybe maybe doesn't get social cues or, you know, for whatever reason, you're not that great socially, you may not pick up on that, yeah. you know? And so, yeah. Does that make you the arsehole, though? And for those reasons, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I rest my case. <laughs> <laughs> but it feels no. very harsh yeah, to just no. be like, okay, then you're the arsehole. Yeah, let, let's be balanced. He's not the arsehole for yeah. it. It's an unfortunate event of him misreading something yeah. potentially if that is the added context that we don't know about but also i don't she's not guilt-free right? no don't ask he's 19 and they're 18 they're a month apart yeah so it's very much a di- it's not the same situation as if you ask a 25 year old yeah get someone who's more removed from the situation yeah she probably knew that he had a crush on her yeah True. Because he always messages her and she never messages him. Yeah. She very much knew that. And in most cases, she doesn't try to reciprocate by never messaging him first. Mm. But she was like, oh, let me just use this to my advantage. Yeah. We need some beer. Yeah. 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 She, like, she she knew what she was doing in that scenario. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel bad for him for not picking up on the fact that, yeah. Yeah. On on the social cue. Yeah. yeah. Just not picking up on that and like reading the scenario. Yeah. And I mean, I, you know, not to be patronizing, but they are 18, 19. There are many scenarios I, I can remember from when I was 18, 19, right? In hindsight, I was like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. I have Should this, have picked up on that. <laughs> I have this one that I always, that just sticks in my mind. It's yeah. so sad, but so funny at the same time. Mm. It was at school. There was this, like, really attractive, popular girl and this guy that was the exact opposite. And she says to him, it's like, just before it, the, the last school bell has just rung and they're walking down the stairs and I'm observing this happen. They're in the year above me. And she says to him, hey, his name, have you got the time? Mm. And then he just, like, stops, turns around, kind of in a swaggerly manner, shrugs his bag over his shoulder, and he's like, yeah, I've got a minute. What's up? Oh. <laughs> Thinking that, like, she wanted to talk to him. Oh. And she's like, no, I just meant, do you know what the time is? Oh, his whole demeanour just changes. Like, oh, yeah, 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 of course. So uh, it's... 
25 to 4. <laughs> oh, that's so destroying. <laughs> it was so sad to watch, oh, but also kind of funny. <laughs> no, but that's so, oh, that's so sad. It's like a comedy of errors type funny. You yeah. Know? Like that misinterpretation happened. Oh, I, I feel, yeah. I think especially school and when yeah. you're that age or even uni, the social power structures just mm. feel so much more intense and potent Yeah, that I just, yeah, I've been there and I can feel for somebody in that scenario. And to bring it back, I don't think his response made him the arsehole, you know? No. Of being like, oh, well, then you can't have the beer. Mm. I think that's within his rights. And to be fair, in terms of the Amadi arsehole, he actually came out of it pretty good. He knew his worth. He was like, yeah. okay, well, I'm going home, but I'm taking this horrible beer with me <laughs> and you're not going to have any beer for your party. Yeah. And I hope he never texts her again. So yeah. Have you ever been in a similar situation where someone's asked you for a favour that you were like, this isn't really on to ask me for this favour, you're using me? No, I probably like blanked it all out. I'm sure there is. I can't think of any off the top of my head, really. There's definitely been many a time when I have gone to an event that I had no business going to, that I just, I wasn't, I wasn't meant to be there. Wait, so why did you go? Or like how? As, how as, in, as in like, so at, at, at uni, yeah. I was very much that person who went out six nights a week. He was just at every single thing. I would never say no. And I would say I had no regrets. I think I had an amazing uni experience and I had a lot of fun and I made a ton of friends because I would just say yes to things. Yeah. What that did, did mean is that there are many awkward times when I would go to the bar with my friends and they would go home and I'd be like, I'm not going home. It's only 1am. So I'm gonna, I've already kind of already spoken a little bit with somebody on another table. And so I'll just be like, oh, well, they're my friends now. And yeah. then I'll just go and plop myself on their table. <laughs> and then they'll be like, okay, sure. And then they'll be like, okay, well, bar's closing. I'm going back to mine now. And I'll be like, oh, great, where do you live? <laughs> and then okay. I'm sat in some random living room at some afters, not knowing anybody, yeah. no one. And yeah, and then I, I blink and I look around and suddenly I'm sat there and no one's talking to me because they don't know me. Yeah. <laughs> And I have to go home. But I don't know, but I would say that in general, that's only happened maybe two or three times out of ten. And the other, you know, maths, six, seven or eight times, I've made the new friend or I've had a fun night or mm. I've made it work. But I, I think that's just my personality. I think yeah. that I am just very extroverted. What about with, know? like, people knowing you as a TikToker? Have you ever had people sort of ask you favours in that sense? No. Because I have. Really? Yeah. So, my... Maybe this is... Maybe I'm exposing here. Oh, okay. But at my college... Uh-huh. In Oxford. Did I mention I go to Oxford University? Wait, oh, did you go to Oxford? <laughs> I go to Oxford. Yeah, you should make content about that. I really should. So, my college... The way it's split up at Oxford, Cambridge and Durham for the colleges is you have the junior common room, which is undergrads, then you have the middle common room, which is postgrads, and then you have senior common room, which is fellows and professors and stuff like that. So the JCR, the undergrad portion of the college, have a TikTok page. Oh, okay, cool. And then some people that I had never met before 
came up to me one time and they were like, hey, how are you doing? What's good? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm all right. Thanks. I, it was just some sort of event or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were like, yeah, oh, that's amazing. Love your TikToks. And I was like, thanks. And then they were like, hey, so just wanted to say, we have a TikTok page for the JCR. And it would be so great if you could post about it or do something like that and mention it. Okay. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, no problem. Okay. But then I Wait, went... you did it? No, no. So oh. then I went to follow the page. They didn't even follow me. Oh my God, stop it. Stop it. It's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. It is relevant. It's a bit weird that you would come up to me and were like, nice. And like, I would have done it. Yeah. But it just felt a bit weird that then there was no other interaction. It was just like, can you do this for me? Yeah. And I was going to do it. And then they didn't even follow me. And I was like, well, it feels disingenuous yeah, from them. very insincere. They're and maybe, it. you know, maybe the person that came up to me didn't run the account. Mm. And so they didn't have control over who it was following. Oh, maybe. And so, you know, I don't, it's not a issue kind of thing. Yeah. It just felt a bit weird. And then I was like, well, I, I'm, I'm pretty busy at the moment. I'm mm. not going to go out of my way to talk about this particular page also because i think it will have very little impact Mm. most people are going to be like okay look at the page and then decide not to follow it because Mm. it's kind of random yeah not random (laughs) yeah but yeah it felt weird interesting it felt weird yeah i can't think of an occasion where someone's asked me to post about something for free well that hasn't been like a, a a brand or something or, or like a, oh yeah i think of many cases and many situations where a brand has asked me or a, an organization but i can't think of many where a person has really i think because of the style of content that i do make it's very specific mm. i only talk about inclusion and yeah. well-being on my page yeah. i do one type of video so maybe that detracts people from asking me to post about something random because they know that it's likely I'm not going to do it because I I don't really stray really from the type of content that I do make. Yeah. So yeah, I don't, but maybe I'm just like, you've got like double my following. So maybe that's, maybe I'm just not influential enough (laughs) for people to, they're like, oh, okay, post on Bendy's page. What's that going to (laughs) do? I mean, it was like, you know what I mean? I think. So yeah, I don't really relate Mm. to people asking me for, favors yeah although i bet they've got some of my friends listening i'm gonna be gonna be like, do you remember that time when i asked to do that and you told me no <laughs> but what i would say is that i think we've all been in similar situations at school where we've had embarrassing social moments so. yeah yeah and we just you know own them you know yeah. laugh about them in the future yeah. Now that I'm in the adult world uh-huh. and I go on dates, uh-huh. it's kind of, if a date goes disastrously, yeah. I won't look at it as something embarrassing. I'll just look at it as something that'll be a fun story to tell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But I, I've been the same. Yeah. I think the older I get, the, the less embarrassed I can be yeah it's way harder for me to get embarrassed now yeah. because if something happens i'm just very much like well the that's... oversharing i will do with my friends just because it's a funny story <laughs> it's, yeah it's just you know like do it for the group chat yeah do, exactly do it for the group chat do you know what i mean and and also i think that i think the older you get as well you realize a lot of these situations you encounter just don't matter no. in the grand scheme of things 
and people care less than you really think about yeah. what you're what you're doing or, or what has happened. It, mostly you care. And even you forget after a while. Yeah, you know and if I they mean? do care, why are they spending so much energy caring? Do you know what I mean? It's like, so irrelevant. In yeah. the grand scheme of things. And, and ultimately, when you kind of free yourself from shame, mm. you're able to just live your best life and yeah. do whatever you want to do. I know on a previous episode, we were talking about what we would say to our younger selves. And I think that's another thing that I would say is that I don't care as much. I think you said I don't care yeah, as much. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. It was, I, the bu- it was episode three, the bullying and that. But, and the oh, look at the callbacks. But yeah, I wish, I wish I realised that earlier that the opinions of these people that I hold in such high regard actually mean nothing. Yeah. They're very, very meaningless. I get this feedback all the time from people regarding creating content on TikTok. People say this all the time to me and they'll say, oh, Benji, how do you deal with receiving hate online? And, you know, there are many different ways that I deal with hate. And that's also a chapter in my book, <laughs> pre-order. But <laughs> what I would say a, a really big way that I'm able to cope with receiving opposition online is that it's just some guy with some phone. Yeah. That's how I approach it as well. I Mainly, I feel sorry for them. I'm like, you don't have anything better to do with your time than try and bring someone else down. I feel sorry for you that you're in a place in your life where that's the case. And one of the things that helps me anyway is just remembering that ultimately it's just some person. Why should their opinion mean more than my opinion? Why is that? Why is their perspective so much more valid and important than than mine? I get comments sometimes where people will say, "Oh wow, this guy must live a really sad life. Is this all he? Is this all he cares about?" Da, 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 da. And I laugh sometimes because I'll get it. It'll come up, and I'll have like just finished doing an awesome workshop at a company, or I'm leading a talk, or I'll be there at an influencer event or whatever, yeah. sipping on my free drinks because yeah. that's why I love them events for, <laughs> um, and the networking, of course. Okay. Amen. Amen. All right. Sure. Sure. User 57893321. Living a really, really awful, unfulfilled life. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. (laughs) Amen to that. Yeah. Amen. Cool. Should we wrap up? Yeah. So to conclude, well, I mean, I think we made our conclusions on the yay thing very clear from the start. Yes, we did. But there's an interesting discussion to be had about framing things in a do great that you did that here's how we can do some more yeah i always say progress over over perfection and that guy is definitely unequivocally the asshole terrible person what (laughs) oh you're joking (laughs) that was sarcasm no i i think it was one of those cases where we need more information Mm -hmm. you know like it was an un unfortunate situation where Mm. no one was an asshole, Mm. but both parties probably could have acted Mm. in a better way. Yeah, I agree. That's fair. Very balanced of you. Yeah. Cool. All right. I mean, retweet. Nothing much to add there. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to do the outro? I feel like I I do the outro. You always do the outro. I know. Do you want to do it this time? Hey, guys. Thank you so much for subscribing. Hit that notification bell. I will fight you. (laughs) Please be serious on this podcast. Um, (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. 
If you enjoyed it, please leave us five stars on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Mm. It really helps us out. Send us a message. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok. The social media handle is TikToks Podcast. We want to hear from you. Mm -hmm. We want to know what you're thinking. Mm. Do you agree with us? Mm -hmm. Are we the arseholes? Don't answer that. (laughs) Share it with your friends, you know. Let's get this podcast popping. This is why we don't let me do the outro. I'm going to do the outros next time. Don't you worry. But yeah, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you on the next one. Bye. Goodbye.